Good morning, beautiful people. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Dewey Show. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, adamandeve.com and adammail.com have you covered. These two are all about making things new and exciting in the bedroom. They both have literally thousands of items to choose from. If you can think of it, they probably have it. So go ahead and check them out and see what awaits you. You have nothing to lose and oh, so much to gain. AdamMail.com is geared more towards gay men and couples, while AdamAndEve.com is geared more towards straight couples and individuals, as well as lesbian couples and individuals. Uh, Once you've picked out your sex toy, condom, lubricant, lingerie, anal douche if you're gay, and or any of the other thousands of items that you have to choose from, Use my offer code DEWEY at checkout to receive 50% off of almost any one item, as well as free and always discreet shipping. That is adammel.com, A-D-A-M-M-A-L-E.com, as well as adamandeve.com, A-D-A-M-A-N-D-E-V-E.com, and the offer code to both of them is DEWEY. Thank you so much to Adam L. and Adam and Eve for sponsoring today's episode. All right, folks, welcome back to The Dewey Show. Uh, I am back with one of my favorite uh, online influencers, and I know he'll fight me on that word. Uh, he has yeah, over... <laughs> You have, I mean, uh, what is it, 200 and how many thousand TikTok followers? I think it's 200 200- Almost two hundred and twenty nine thousand. Not that shit. I check it every day or every hour, but that's the <laughs> yeah. last check. He's got his phone in his hand right now, looking at the <laughs> at the analytics. Uh, but this, is, if if you don't recognize the voice, uh, you're missing out. This is Mike, uh, the Rational Boomer, um, host of the uh, National Boomer podcast, and also uh, a TikTok influencer and. I, that's what I think you are because you influence people. So, Mike, how can people find you and all of that? Well, uh, on TikTok, uh, you just go to at Rational Boomer and you'll find me. Uh, you can go to Facebook, Rational Boomer Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Rational Boomer as well. So it's real easy to find. I'm on YouTube as well. Um, Rational Boomer YouTube and uh, a friend of mine. I wanted to start some kind of network on YouTube. So I'm on a, another network, not as much, but um, it's called Upwire. I don't know a lot about it just starting out. So it doesn't have that many followers as yet, but I'm doing that too. I figure I'll spread it wherever I can spread it. And of course, um, Rational Boomer podcast, which Dewey was on yesterday or today. And uh, um, you can get that thanks to Dewey at rationalboomer.com or Spotify or Apple podcast or Google podcast or any of those, you can get them. It's real easy to find me. And, and, and like you've said before, for your show or my show, if you can't figure it out any other way, just Google that shit and it'll take you someplace. Yeah. Uh, so if you're having trouble finding him, uh, just Google rational boomer, for example, Spotify or Amazon music, 
uh, he's literally everywhere, just like I am. So uh, if you don't see him on your favorite platform, just Google that shit and you'll find him. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So this this is something that I was talking to Seth about. Have you ever heard of the author? Um, I wrote her name down. Uh, Octavia E. Butler. I, I've heard of, I've heard the name. I, I don't I can't come up with anything off the top of my head now. Okay, so she wrote a book. It's actually a, uh, I think it's a second book to a, a series, but it's called uh, The Parable of Talents. And um, I'm not shitting you, Mike. This woman, Octavia Butler, she basically predicted Donald Trump and Mike Pence because um they used the exact same tactics Donald Trump did but they did so with using Jesus Christ as like a justification and mm-hmm. uh this guy uh does basically everything Donald Trump does uh and he gets the US to uh fascism and all of this other shit it is so a so it's a novel book. it's a novel yeah. it's a fiction book okay yeah, it's fiction, 100% fiction, and uh, she basically, Seth brought this to my attention a while ago, and I thought, shit, I bet you uh, Mike has probably read this book, but um, if you haven't, you definitely should. It's called Parable of Talents. I will I will, I will, definitely check it out because I find that interesting. I, I Honestly, I don't read as many books as I should. I do listen to a lot of audio books, so if that counts – then I do read books, but I don't actually sit there in a dark room with a light moving my lips. I'll actually be in my car generally or someplace in the condo with listening to an audio book. Because, you know, frankly, I've said this before, Dewey, and, and I think most of my listeners know this. I'm a lazy bastard. The easier way is the better way for me. That's that's me too. Uh, I, I've found, though, that I retain uh, information better if I if I hear it. Uh, yeah. or, if, or like if you show me how to, I don't know, fucking fix a, a, an alternator in a car, uh, I know what, uh, you know, I, I know how to do it for the you know most part. Um, and we're kind of on going to do a political question and then we're going to do a personal question uh, so that we can uh, keep the non-political people uh, satisfied, I guess, too. But I don't really know anybody that follows either of us that are not political. <laughs> exactly. Well, I will tell you this, you know, if you sat down and took the time to show me how to put in an alternator, my reaction would be, how much would it be for you to fucking do it for me? Because I'm not putting in any <laughs> alternator. I don't fuck with cars. I don't do anything I don't know how to do. And there's a lot of things I don't know how to do. So I pay a lot of people to do that shit. Well, I uh with with uh stuff like that because Seth and I we won't buy a brand new car ever in our lives. Oh no, I won't ever do that again. Yeah, you uh because of when I was a car salesman uh at Larry H. Miller in uh Sandy, they moved. I don't know where the fuck they're at now, but um I was talking to my manager and he said, You need to be better about telling these folks about like once these once they drive off the lot with this uh, brand new vehicle, it will drop in value by five thousand dollars because at that point it becomes a used vehicle. Right. 
which to me is fucking batshit insane, but it is the way that the fucking world works sometimes. It is. Uh, I'll never, I'll never buy a car that's any newer than a couple of years old with low mileage on it. I always have much better luck with that shit. Yeah. That's, that's been the best luck for Seth and I too. Um, well, Seth, uh, he traded in, uh, no, no, he didn't trade it in. He went and was like, Hey, I'm going to buy a new car. And I was like, well, shit, that came out of nowhere. And he said, I'm looking at this Jeep, um, and all this other stuff. And I said, well, don't trade in, you know, your current Jeep. I'll, I'll buy it from you. And he was like, okay, cool. So I I'm driving, I I'm happily taking Seth's hand me down cars because, uh, he he's got a really good knack for picking good cars. Shit, yeah. my car has like two hundred and fifteen thousand miles on it, um, and it's still purring like a kitten, man. Yeah, I, I'm, great cars. Yeah, I've never I've never really had an affinity. I mean, I like old cars, and I think they're cool to look at and stuff. But I don't fall in love with cars. It's a mode of transportation. Can it get me to yeah. from A to B? Uh, you know. Uh, it, it. I've had many cars in my life. I've paid for insurance. I paid for repairs, and I've never made a profit on a car. So I don't look at it as an extension of my personality or or to give somebody a percent. It's a fucking tool, and if right. that tool does the job for me, that's all I care about. Yeah, exactly. That's and uh, shit. Seth's car. Uh, uh, my grandpa and I, we've changed uh, alternators and cars before. And with the, about a 2004 or so, uh, anything newer than that, it's really fucking difficult. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. Um, it took him and I uh, what would normally be like a 40-minute job total. took us about uh, two and a half hours because we were trying to get the fucking wrench on the uh, yeah, on the, the and it was just a nightmare. They but, they they do a good job of of making it difficult for the backyard uh, mechanic. They want you to bring it into the dealer, charge you a shitload of money, and then send you on your way for a job that should you know. I, the only thing I ever used to do on my cars is change my oil until the new rapid oil type changes came out, and then it made no fucking sense. But even that's oh, yeah. gotten crazy expensive too. I remember you get your oil changed for twenty bucks, not anymore. Yeah. Well, shit, I, it was only uh, two thousand twelve, I think, so not very long ago. But uh, I had a flat. I had a Duramax pickup truck uh, that I needed for my job, uh, and I took it in to get my oil changed. And they, you, you know, they filled everything, they checked everything, all the levels and all that. And I think it cost me uh, $40 and it, it's a diesel. And, you know, so you get a little bit more life out of the uh, oil change. Um, so they, they they charge you more because it's a diesel truck. Um, but I went to get my oil changed in the Jeep uh, about two weeks ago. And it was like, like you said, it's fucking expensive. Yeah. If you need all the synthetic oil, it's going to be 80 bucks. No question. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's bullshit. I, I, uh, I hate that. Uh, now when you, when I get a newer car and I decide what to do, I don't go the full synthetic. I'll do the blend because it's quite a bit cheaper and it's still the same premise. And, you know, if you change it every 
regularly. It doesn't really matter if it's synthetic or whatever. It's just, you know, it's just like buying accessories you don't need. And I'm not a mechanic. That's just my experience with owning a lot of cars. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, uh, I well, my old car, the car that I had before this one, um, I bought from an older lady. That car was fucking beautifully taken care of. I always try to buy my cars from senior citizens because yeah. uh, they, they don't fuck around. They, they take good care of their vehicles, you know? Um, and so anyway, uh, my little brother's wife was pregnant with her uh, second at the time. She was saying, hey, can I, you know, get a ride to work? Can I get a ride to this or that? Not that I minded taking her. I, you know, I, I love her like a sister. Uh, but I just told her, I was like, hey, why don't you fucking have this car? She was like, okay, cool. How much do you want for it? And I was like, no, you, you can just fucking have it. You know, um, when, I, when, I was a, when I was a young man in my 20s, I worked at a talk radio station. And they had a lot of specialty shows like Ask the Lawyer, Ask the Dentist. And they had Auto Talk, where all they talked about was cars. Now, this is what this is starting to sound like. Yeah, we yeah, got two guys. To, we got two guys talking about cars who don't know shit about cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting there. Yeah, so that's a good uh, way to segue into my first question. My first political question. I got five of those and five personal. So you can ask as many as you like. You don't have to limit it to five. Well, I'm the type of person if I don't organize stuff, then it just fucking goes out of control. Okay. Um, okay. So. Uh, what what do you think made you become a liberal? Uh, was there an event that happened, or have you always been left-leaning? Uh, as long as I've known anything about politics, I, I've leaned more left. There, there's, there's no incident that, that happened to make me believe the way I think. Well, actually, I, 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 will, I will change that. I think the thing that made me go more left was Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump, um, I have a particular hatred for Donald Trump because I had a father that was very much like Donald Trump. So all the traits he was showing I've seen before I grew up with. So my brother and I both started to hate this guy. We knew what was going to happen and we know how it's going to end up. And it doesn't end up well. I talked about my father who passed away recently. I haven't talked to him for 25 years. He was a guy that had a lot of money and he was arrogant. He was all about his business. He was abusive. And he ended up dying in his underwear on a uh, recliner in a one bedroom apartment with no furniture. That's how it ends up. And that's how it'll end up for Donald Trump. I mean, in 1980, I first voted my first time for president and I voted for Ronald Reagan. Two reasons. I didn't know shit from shit. I didn't understand anything about politics. And Jimmy Carter, who had been the Democrat, who's had a shitty time with with the uh, um, economy and, 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 and the uh, hostages in Iran, everybody was down on Jimmy Carter. So I thought, well, you know, Ronald Reagan seemed like the best bet. But there wasn't the divisiveness between the Republicans and the Democrats then. But over time, um, because I'm a capitalist at heart, um, Republicans have always tried to make people believe that anything to be done for the middle class 
we can't afford that. I mean, we can give a bunch of money to the Defense Department. We can give tax breaks to the rich. But the middle class, when they when they need something, oh, boy, that's that's too expensive. We're going to put our kids in debt and all that sort of stuff. But as a capitalist, I have one rule of thumb, and I've been in business for myself and made some money here and there. If I pay you money, I better get something in return. And every year, all of us in the middle class pay our share of taxes. We're the only ones that are paying our share of taxes. But we get nothing in return. We get nothing in return. So that's fucked up. And that in that sense, you know, I've told people I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I believe the Democrats and Republicans both have their issues. I don't think it's Democrat versus Republican. It's Washington, D.C. against us. And all I, I agree with that. All I want is what's right, what's true, and justice. That's all I ask. And whoever's going to give it to me, I'll foster that relationship. See, and and that's what I like about uh, it's rationally thinking. And, yeah, well, yeah, it's logic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, if Joe Biden did half of the shit Trump has been doing or has done, uh, we wouldn't you agree that we would be saying, hey, fucking resign. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if uh, I, I didn't think Joe Biden was the best choice for a presidential candidate when he came in, but turns out when he came in, he was the right guy for the moment. I don't know that he should run in 2024 because of his age. Um, but I think things happen. There's a certain amount of destiny involved and things happen a certain way. Uh, we were in a deep slide for four years and i knew eventually we would come out of it something would change where we would come out of it we're not out of it yet but we're headed that way and i think we're headed for better times just because by history standards that's the way it fucking works people get tired of it and then you come out of it and tell the next time you go down the shitter which would probably be the next time they they elect a republican president I personally, this is just me speaking. I don't think that we'll see a Republican president in the Oval Office for at least three terms. Uh, and that's not including the current one that President Biden's were, uh, filling. I'm talking about 2024, uh, 2028, 2032. I think that they'll all be Democrats. Um, I agree with this. It's going to take a lot of fucking time for them to, uh, you know, become fucking normal again it's going to take a little bit of time donald trump's all but destroyed the republican party they really don't exist as we once knew them and they're going to either have to go the way of trump which is ridiculous because all it does is fail or try to rehabilitate themselves but in order to rehabilitate themselves it's going to take a long time and in the next two years leading up to 2024 we haven't even seen one-tenth of the shit that's going to come down on the Republicans. So by 2024, the Republicans are going to be a fucking mess. Well, and, you know, I, I have a question for you, and this is just uh, one that was born from what you just said. So I have a question. Do you, uh, As you and I both know, Merrick Garland, he is, just like Biden, like we were talking about, he's a chess master, he's a silent killer. Uh, and I don't mean that literally. I mean that he gets his fucking job done and he's, he's right. not jab, jabber-drawn about it the whole time. Uh, he has a 100% uh, you know, case-closing, case meaning he has 
won all of his cases. So my thing is this, with Merrick Garland being a Democrat at heart, do you think that he's going to wait a little bit later on, maybe into next year to uh, release some of his findings? Because there's no way that the Justice Department does not have enough indictable evidence against right. Donald Trump right now. Are you thinking he would wait till 2024 so it would have a bigger impact on the election? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm asking you. Well, first of all, I don't think he'll do that. The pressure will get too hot on him. And I don't think that's even a good idea. I mean, the Justice Department always has excuses. Well, we've got the midterms coming up. Maybe we better lay low. Oh, it's a holiday season. Let's wait till after the holiday season. I think we've waited long enough. I think I think as much as they're concerned about indicting a former president and the backlash from that, I think by not indicting um, Donald Trump and all these other people, that's going to even be a bigger backlash. And it's, you know, waiting to 2024, I think, is going to have a negative effect on Biden and all the Democrats, too. You know, here they are. They've had two plus years to indict these folks and they couldn't pull the trigger. That doesn't mean the Republicans are going to get voted in uh, in uh, 2024, because I don't think that'll happen. But the Democrats are going to take a beating. And that might mean the existing Democrats will be out the door and we'll have a whole new crowd coming through because people won't like Biden or Kamala or Kamala or or some of the senators. They're going to want to either get some indictments, get some accountability or clean the slate. Yeah, um, I think that that's how a majority of Americans feel. Uh, The people that watch news, and I'm not talking about Fox, because as you have, and I'm telling you folks, he's been covering uh, the lawsuit uh, Mike has with uh, between Dominion, who is suing Fox News. Yeah, yeah. You've been covering that extensively. So uh, on this, on my show, I, I really haven't been covering it as much as I should. I've mentioned it here and there. But Mike has gone into depth with this. He's talked about text messages that show that these people uh, have committed uh, slander because they knew what they were saying was false. And that has been revealed through text messages. So uh, go to rationalboomer.com and check them out. I promise if you like my content, you'll like his. Well, um, what, what 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 happened with that is is that Dominion is suing Fox News for defamation or slander or whatever they're suing for because they lied about Dominion, and and so in the investigation in the uh, discovery, they got a bunch of text messages from Fox News. So you got Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, uh, Laura Ingram, uh, Rupert Murdoch, a lot of management people. And basically what was exposed was that in spite of the fact they were going on the shows and saying election fraud and this and that and January 6th wasn't really an insurrection, because even though they were saying that behind the scenes, they acknowledged this stuff was crazy and that Sidney Powell was crazy and that Donald Trump is a, did not, a demonic destroyer. They said these things in the text messages. So what we found out was uh, they chose money over truth which suggests that everything you hear on Fox News is a lie. And if you understand that it's a lie, why do you fucking listen to it? Well, because Trump-lafucks are stupid. 
and they only want to hear what makes them feel good, not necessarily the truth. They don't care about the truth. No, they want their thoughts and feelings to be validated. Uh, yeah. You know, that's how they are. I mean, my grandpa, fuck, he's been watching Hannity. Not my, my dad's dad is, he fucking hates. He said, he calls, uh, he's 86 or so. He calls uh, Hannity uh, that Frankenstein looking fuck. And that's what I've been <laughs> I think I like that I, guy. And I asked him, I said, Gramps, why do you call him that? Why, what, what makes him look like Frankenstein? And he says, haven't you seen his big ass fucking head? He said, he looks like <laughs> fucking Frankenstein. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you're not kidding. He does. So yeah, that's what does. I call him as well. That Frankenstein looking fuck. And it I works. May, I may steal that, but I'll let Please you know do. if I do. <laughs> Please do. Uh, so uh, we're moving on to a personal question here. And this one was asked uh, by uh, Kim, who I believe is one of your listeners. Kim, who, okay. Uh, came to my show. Uh, and she asked, um, she, she spoke about uh, this. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, adamandeve.com and adammail.com have you covered. These two are all about making things new and exciting in the bedroom. They both have literally thousands of items to choose from. If you can think of it, they probably have it. So go ahead and check them out and see what awaits you. You have nothing to lose and oh, so much to gain. AdamMail.com is geared more towards gay men and couples, while AdamAndEve.com is geared more towards straight couples and individuals, as well as lesbian couples and individuals. Uh, once you've picked out your sex toy, condom, lubricant, lingerie, anal douche if you're gay, and or any of the other thousands of items that you have to choose from, Use my offer code DEWEY at checkout to receive 50% off of almost any one item, as well as free and always discreet shipping. That is adammel.com, A-D-A-M-M-A-L-E.com, as well as adamandeve.com, A-D-A-M-A-N-D-E-V-E.com, and the offer code to both of them is DEWEY. Thank you so much to Adam Mel and Adam and Eve for sponsoring today's episode. Story that uh, you and I were talking about yesterday on your show, uh, Grandpa Poopy Butt. We were talking about right, that. Right. I'm going to get and a t-shirt that says that. Piss off my you, son and daughter-in-law. <laughs> you, you should. I, I, I'll fucking, I, I will pay for that shirt to be made and shipped to you. <laughs> well, look, look at the shirt I got on today. I, I never, I, I never wear these shirt, any kind of shirts uh, with stuff on it or hats with stuff on it. But this is something my my wife bought me. It says pontoon captain, because we live on a lake and and we have a boat, a twenty foot pontoon, nothing big. And she bought it for me as kind of a joke. And it's cold, and I want something to remind me of summer with twenty inches of fucking snow coming into town. Oh yeah, for sure. But anyway, uh, I interrupted you. You were talking about Grandpa Poopy Button. That's a favorite topic of mine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but she asked this um, a, a while ago. She said, hey, uh, I like how you kind of went the personal route with Mike. Um, and I actually, I, I know the answer to this question because I uh, asked it to you yesterday. But 
what is the greatest part about being a grandfather? My grandkids, obviously. And, and I think I, I told you this too. Um, you know, I, I've been fortunate to have a lot of good things in my life. My kids, my wife, I've been married almost 40 years now. So uh, I've had a lot of luck. You know, I've gone through trials and tribulations. But I got to tell you, when I go to like my grandson's sporting event, my little granddaughter, she is a complete joy to me because she's such a little smart asset, even just under three. She, she's very much like me in that regard. And I think that worries a lot of people in my family. But when I see her and, and, and she comes running over with her arms spread and saying, grandpa, grandpa, that's, uh, it doesn't really get any better than that. Um, so I never had a daughter. I never had a daughter. So, uh, I had two sons, but having a granddaughter is fucking awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it's a big dopamine hit like, right it is. when they do. So we were talking about my niece and nieces and nephews and your grandbabies. But yeah, when they run up to you with that fucking big, big eyed expression and they're just looking, you know, to be with grandpa in your case, uncle Dewey in my case, uh, it is the best fucking thing in life, isn't it? The actually best part of it was, is I was standing on the sidelines of a basketball game, kind of in the end part. And she saw me, my son, her dad is standing right next to me. And, um, she comes running and, um, my son bends down because it's his daughter. He figures, oh, she shouldn't be on the court and everything like that. So he bends down to grab her and she does an Adrian peterson spin goes around to him and comes to me i love that i fucking love that just juked his ass huh yeah she 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 juked she, she juked him she she might have some she's got some moves <laughs> that's awesome um yeah uh so the next question i got here mike is uh with everything going on in politics and i already know your answer but this is a a uh, listener submission question. Um, it, it, he he doesn't want to use his name for some reason, but that's okay. We'll go ahead. Uh, anonymous asked me, uh, with everything going on in politics, is there anything that worries you uh, more than anything? Even if it keeps you up at night, what would keep you up at night the most? Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. Well, you know, that kind of goes to my overall, overall strategy in life. I don't worry about anything. And it's kind of weird. You know, I have people in my family and people I know that struggle with anxiety, but for whatever reason, I think I don't, I don't, I'm not anxious about things. I don't worry about things. There are things that piss me off. Uh, there are things that frustrate me like Merrick Garland, as much as I say, wait, at some point, he's got to start popping things off here for the betterment of this country to stop some of the problems. But I, I you know, there's nothing I really worry about. Um, I, I tell people this. I never look at anything really in politics anyway. Emotionally, I try to look at the logic. I try to look at all the facts and see what really is going on instead of somebody pulling the strings and making me emotional. And I see the logic. And, and anytime I go into anything, uh, I assume I'm going to win. I assume it's going to turn out for the best. And I think unless humans screw it up, you know, by getting 
getting uh, start flailing and getting anxious, it will turn out for the best. At this point, there were many things that frustrated me, never kept me up because I knew over time it would it would work itself out and things would go uh, our way to come out of this these this abyss that Donald Trump put us in. The way I explain it to people is, you know, when I talk to people who worry about things from the past or worry about things in the future, I always put it to you this way. I'm 62 years old, and I will guarantee you I've gone through every trial, tribulation, tragedy, fucking scary moment in time. Uh, I've gone through them every time, and I've worried about them in advance. Um and after a lot of those things don't ever happen, and then then I look at all the time I wasted worrying for nothing. So I don't worry about shit anymore. But but the real the real logical or rational answer is, in spite of all those trials and tribulations, here I sit at sixty two years old, healthy, talking to Dewey in my living room, living where fire I want to live, do yeah, fire is ever doing whatever the fuck I want to do, in spite of the fact I may thought the end was near at some point in my life. I'm still here now. And if I'm still here now, I can handle whatever's left of my life that might hit me. And I think this country is the same thing. We've gone through some turbulent times. You know, these are turbulent times. But if you're old enough, you remember the 60s. And those were pretty fucked up times, too. And we thought we may not get out of that. But we did. So we'll get out of these, too. I, I don't worry. I'm not a worrier. America is a very unique country. Um, it has its way of fucking bouncing back from a lot of shit. Um, it, it just, I, I, I don't know. Um, like, uh, my thing is this. I know that we can be united and just put our fucking differences aside. And I know that we can do that and go forward because of 9-11. When 9-11 happened, uh, we were all you know, united and, um, that was I, I a little scary when that, when that happened, that was a little scary because it right. was totally foreign to us, a foreign country attacking America that for a moment in time, when I was watching that, I was a little scared about what would be to come, but well, again, we got through it. Yeah, and I, I remember there, there's this uh, businessman. He owns the uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. I was watching uh, some uh, fucking program that he was on, Vince McMahon, and uh, he said um, at the time he said, uh, "I'm not afraid to take risks, even risks that people are advising me to not take, because in the end." If I lived through it, I have won. Right, right. And they say, well, what about all the money lost? What about the relationships lost? And they said, I gained res- I, I gain experience through that. And that's how I try to look at my life, you know. Now, that said, he is a uh, New York billionaire who's friends with Donald Trump. So fuck Vince McMahon. Yeah, fuck Vince. Uh, I... I it's it's hard, uh, especially. I, I grew up thinking like this is a businessman, good dude, not Donald Trump, Vince McMahon, uh, because he started with fucking nothing. 
Um, well, no, no, that's not exactly right. His his dad started the company, and it was smaller than it is now, but it was successful. Right, but uh, he, uh, you know, when he bought the company from his dad, he did what's called a balloon payment, which is, you know, uh, you pay me everything in a year or else I keep the money in the fucking company. Right. Uh, and. Uh, I think it was they were saying if the first WrestleMania wasn't successful, he would have lost everything. Uh, they were on their way to declare declaring personal bankruptcy um, when they, you know, came up with the idea of WrestleMania. But uh, I agree with you. And, and also to add on to uh, Vince McMahon, the fucking those ndas that he have you heard anything about those well i know in my business in the radio business people would be asked to sign an nda say you worked in a certain market like minneapolis and if you work there you signed an nda saying you couldn't work anyplace else for like 18 months after you left whether you were fired or uh, or or you quit and uh I, i never signed those motherfuckers First of all, they're yeah. not enforceable. They're not really enforceable, and uh, they're bullshit. They're basically, you know, giving the company priority over you trying to make a living, and that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, his NDAs, Vince McMahon's, are uh, NDAs that he paid women off to have sex with him. Well, that's uh, a or, different deal. Yeah, yeah, and someone said. Uh, cause I was, I was listening to one of the former New York city police commissioners talking and they said, you know, WWE used to be a, a New York company, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? And he said, well, I, I, I don't see any laws broken here. And yeah. I, the anchor looked fucking outraged. And he's, he said, I'm telling you, there's no law broken. Uh, he paid them, uh, to sign an NDA and all of this. And I'm thinking, yeah, but it's so, it's so fucked up. I mean, there was a woman uh, back in the early eighties, I believe came forward and said that Vince uh, raped her or attempted to, uh, and she just won. Vince settled with her because he wants wow. us to go away. That sounds uh, similar. That sounds, uh, who does that, that sounds, sound like to you? Sounds right? similar to Donald Trump. He's the same kind of arrogant, self-centered, sociopathic, narcissistic fuck. Uh, what do you expect out of these clowns? You expect the only thing that upsets me is you look at Donald Trump and Vince McMahon, and they've spent decades breaking laws and cheating on their taxes, and nothing's happened to them. So when Merrick uh-huh. Garland says no one's above the law, That's I, beg fucking to, shit. I beg to differ. Well, I, I refer to it, Mike, as a two-tiered justice system in our country. There's us, the middle-class people who's driving the economy by working, paying taxes, uh, buying things, and keeping these big fucking corporations afloat by buying their shit. Right. Um, and they say, oh, trickle-down economics. That, that is, it will not fucking work. It doesn't work. We've tried it so much fucking... and. Einstein said that the uh, definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over, expecting the same a, a different result. We're at this point fucking insane because trickle down does not work. Now, what I like about Biden is he is the first president in a very long time that's come forward and said, 
All right, let's look. You know what? Let's fucking tax these assholes. Is it the amount that I would want them to be taxed at? No, but it's a fucking start. Well, if you look at our economy over the years, the times we've been most prosperous as a country is when wealthy people and corporations paid paid their fair share of taxes. You know, when they weren't paying their fair share of taxes, like during George W. Bush, if you remember, he left us in the worst economic shape in my entire life, Donald Trump. He he let the uh, people off without paying their taxes. And when he left, the economy was in the shitter. So, I mean... Put it this way, for people to do the same thing over and over again might be uh, the definition of insanity, unless you're the people that are pushing this on the rest of us, and then it just identifies them as fucking criminals. That's perfectly said. Uh, Maybe we should change it to when government tries the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result. That's the definition of criminality. Yeah, well, I I agree, you know. And They're shitting we, on us. Every day. Every day yeah. they shit on us, and that's the whole point of doing the rational boomer thing for me is to get people better informed and understand that, you know, if they got you picking sides, Democrats to Republicans, there's a reason for that. They're they're dividing people and weakening people. And that's why I say if I was if I was to align myself with a political party, it would have to be completely about truth, facts, and justice. And unfortunately, none of the, neither of those two parties, Democrats or Republicans, can really ascribe to that because they all have their own difficulties. People say, why do you side with the Democrats now? I said, well, you know, Republicans are a little, a lot worse than the Democrats at this point. So we need to do what we have to do to put out the 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 dumpster fire and then when the dumpster fire is out and we're done with those fucks now we need to look at the democrats and put our uh, thumb on the back of their neck saying all right now it's time to do what you said you're going to do don't fucking leave us hanging like you usually do yeah uh it's it's hard to be an everyday person and trust our government really with fucking anything the last honest politician that was in the White House, I believe, uh, and and I mean, totally fucking transparent was Jimmy Carter. I don't think we'll ever have another president like that again. And what uh, happened? He failed. Exactly. One term president. The economy sucked. We he had the Iranians doing whatever they want to us. Now, I don't know. That's all Jimmy Carter's fault. And in retrospect, he's one of the. Whether he was the most successful president or not, he certainly was not, but he was the best human being that's ever been president. We've got to say that. Absolutely. Someone put it like this because I did a tribute to him. He's my favorite uh, former president. Well, it could be argued that he was a good president just for for the pure fact that he fought for peace. Yeah. Um, And he accomplished some things. Absolutely. the Menachem Begin Anwar Sadat peace thing, that was a big right. deal. Right. And I was telling a story about him um, because he had uh, one of the prime ministers in one war room and one in the other. And he was trying to find fucking anything common ground for these guys, anything at all. And he had one uh, on one side of the Oval Office, you know, in a different room. And then his wife 
in between, she was sitting at the Resolute desk, and he would walk and talk to one and then go talk to the other. And as he passed his wife, he would kiss her every single time. And um, the uh, one of his aides asked him, Mr. President, why, why, why are you doing that? Why do you stop and kiss her every time? And he's basically said, uh, well, I want uh, this day to be a good day no matter what. Yeah. And whenever I uh, have my wife's love, uh, that is a good day to me. And I thought, that dude is a fucking, and you know, you know that his, his wife was like really flattered by that. <laughs> but, and I think people forget how, how uh, strong and how powerful Rosalind Carter was. She was a great first lady. She was one of the best first ladies we've ever had. And even after the presidency, she and Jimmy both went on to do important things for people who needed help. So you got to respect them for that. Absolutely. This question I have uh, is from uh, Elizabeth. Uh, this one, is, she, she's a longtime uh, listener of mine. Uh, she asked an interesting question, and I, I think I know. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> she said, uh, um, after seeing how you, uh, the united the Republicans were in voting Representative Omar off her committees. Now, I want you to keep in mind, she's been listening to your podcast and mine okay. uh, to prepare uh, so she said, um, after seeing how united the Republicans were, which, may, as uh, we both know, all of them voted to take Representative Omar right. off of her committees, we both uh, agree that it's bullshit and it's out of race. But her question is, does that concern you with because of how united they were in that vote uh, when it comes to voting to raise the debt ceiling? And I, I know I what you're going to say. I won't, say, I, I won't. I won't. I won't say it concerns me. It it surprises me, and 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 maybe it's because I try to think logically, and <laughs> Republicans are nowhere near logic. The way I looked at it, and I was totally wrong about this. Maybe I'll be right in the long run, but for now, I'm wrong. I looked at the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. You have the MAGA people; they're solidly behind. Maybe not even Trump, but Trumpism, the fucking crazy shit. And then you have the conservatives and the moderates trying to get as far away from Donald Trump as they can. So it's hard to imagine that MAGA people, MAGA fucks and, and the conservatives could come together on anything, which is good news for Democrats, because if the parties split, they have no power. Right. So it was, so it was my assumption that Given that, given they don't want to be lumped in with the MAGA, the conservatives and the moderates, they would almost have to work with the Democrats to a certain extent uh, in order to accomplish anything and to separate themselves from MAGA. So when 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 the uh, the vote on Ilhan Omar, you know, the, the reason they wanted to take her off a committee is absolutely ridiculous absolutely. Uh, and had had no basis. In fact, Um there were two there were two or three Republicans that were saying, Yeah, I'm not joining that circus. I'm gonna to vote to keep Ilhan Omar. And I thought, see, this is exactly what I'm saying. There's gonna be three, four, five, maybe six Republicans that side with the Democrats just to stay away from MAGA. But then Kevin McCarthy goes and talks to these people that were supposed to be above it all and somehow flips them to vote with the party. So you're right. When we saw the final vote. Right down party lines, 
Every yeah. Republican voted to take her off, even though we know there are some they thought were both this were bullshit. So at that point, I was disappointed. I was surprised and I was wrong. But we can't we can't wallow in whether we were wrong. Being wrong is fine. At least we know what we know now. As far as I'm concerned, at least in the House of the Representatives, if you've got 20 MAGA fucks, you've got all of them as MAGA fucks because they supported the MAGA fucks in this instance. So um, while it may not be uh, uh, as opportune for us with the with the split in the House of Representatives, at least we know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a bunch of MAGA fucks. So let's get the indictments and start peeling some of these fucks out of there. Get George Santos and these other frauds that are in the Republican Party in the House. And maybe because it's such a slim margin, we can shift the majority back to the Democrats. Right. Uh, and I think the only good thing that has that's came out of George Santos um, is the comedy. Yeah. Oh, he's um, hilarious. The, absolutely the people that hilarious. make fun of him. I watched a, a bit on where Chelsea Handler is. And I, I call her uh, Chelsea the Handler because she fucking handles business with these men that are saying, yeah, she's got a dried up womb and all this fucking shit like Tucker Carlson. <laughs> She, man, she just wipes the floor with these fucking bigot douchebags. But yeah, uh, it's it's comedic gold. But at the same time, it's very fucking concerning because this man, uh, yeah, he left the committees or whatever. But there's no, there, he's still a congress per a congressman, so that does not stop him necessarily from seeing classified information. Well, that exactly. is what has me concerned. And then the fact that he has $700,000 from a donor that we don't know who the fuck that was. Um, and he's who who is he serving? It's not the people. Well, you know, I, th I think the Republicans right now are trying to come up with a plan to boot his ass because it's a no win situation for them. Sure, they have a slim majority. But if they keep hanging their hat on, on, on George Santos, they are going to look even more foolish than they already look. So George probably isn't long for Congress. They're just trying to figure out the most efficient and most productive way to get him out of office because they're going to have to have a special election. If they have a special election based on what the Republicans have done and what George Santos did, Republicans are going to have a hard time winning that race. And if they don't win the race, that majority margin is so much slimmer oh yeah oh yeah and uh you know like you were saying i think that personally you've got paul goser you've got marjorie taylor green you've got lauren bobert uh mike lee he's not a congressman he's a senator but nonetheless right. all these people these republicans uh you you have to know that if donald trump's going to be indicted so are they right uh, right well it, it, and, you know, the thing is, is it's sad to see in our government. But as we look at the Republican Party, there's a lot of people in the Republican Party that aren't serious politicians, nor are they even serious human beings. They can't be taken seriously because they're absolutely ridiculous. I agree. I agree. And you, you said this yesterday on your podcast that Marjorie Taylor Greene is kind of becoming somewhat of a leader. Oh, yeah, she is a leader. Party. And that, if you're not fucking worried, if you're not fucking ready to vote her out, Georgia, you need to fucking look at the shit she's saying. Well, because you know, her, 
her being a leader is akin to being the smartest dumb guy in the room or the skinniest fat guy, you know, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know how she, she's fucking crazy, but uh, she's not fact, long for Congress either. She's going to have some problems, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I believe that. Uh, so the final question, Mike, are you ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. Uh, if you could give, uh, advice to gen z and millennials to improve their daily lives uh what advice would you give to us what would i what would i what advice i give the first the first most important advice i would give is make sure that you listen to the rational boomer podcast and the dewey show so you can learn some shit but I mean, if you look at where we are now in in this country, we're here for one very important reason is apathy. We all got lazy and said, well, let the government handle it. They'll do what's right for us. And in the end, this is where we end up. What I would suggest to them is always stay engaged, always stay informed, and don't be afraid to speak up because this country is meant to be run by us, not politicians. They are simply fucking servants. But if you want them to serve you, you got to make them serve you. And, you that, and you've got to use your voice and your power and your vote to make sure they don't get out of line. Yeah, we fucking pay them, not the other way around. So right, right. Uh, if they don't represent you, voice raise your voice up. And I know that you know calling a congressperson's office can be intimidating. But uh, I spoke with uh, I, I sent like a, I called him uh, with Mitt uh, Romney. Yeah, Mitt Romney. I called him bitching about something, and he, uh, his aide. Call, well, I got a fucking phone call and it said, uh, Senator, uh, United States Senate. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, one of his aides. And I answered it. And his voice is there, fucking Mitt Romney. And he's like, hello, Dewey. I'm like, who is this? And he's like, uh, this is Mitt Romney. I want to talk to you about something you said. And I was just kind of like fucking baffled that he called me. But that's surprising. Um, but he yeah, probably knew you had a podcast, so he figured he'd get some play out of it. <laughs> Actually, he's uh, when he was running for office uh, to be senator, I, I said, come on my podcast. And he said, uh, yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. Give me your card and we'll, we'll get with you and all that. And he, his person, uh, his, his people got in touch with me and they said, let's do it on this day. And then last minute they said, he's getting uh, an emergency orientation. And I said, what the fuck? Does that even mean? <laughs> well, you know, or maybe maybe he was, uh, maybe they meant some kind of sexual orientation where he's going to go, you know, maybe he's going to be Martha. Maybe he's maybe. transgendered. Wouldn't that be ironic? A Mormon Republican senator. Now, it's just bullshit. I, I give you credit, though, because, you know, those fuckers wouldn't even call me back. I wouldn't get a call back. Well, they, they, I, all they'd have to do is hear the podcast and go on. This isn't going to go well. I spent, I think, six and a half days calling that fuck. 
because he was saying uh, we can't uh, allow drag kids uh, in front of children. We cannot allow children to have their genitalia cut off, blah, blah, blah. And I, I left him a voicemail, and it, it went kind of like this. I said, uh, Senator, my name is uh, Dewey. Uh, here's where I live. Here's my address. Here's my phone number. And then I said, um, you're so goddamn concerned. And I, I'm not going to lie. I, I use rough language like this. I said, um, you're so goddamn concerned about uh, these kids and drag shows where there's no evidence that anything bad has ever happened to a child at a drag show. But you're not one bit concerned, seemingly, but, uh, by your own church or the people that have come out saying, Hey, look, the bishop fucking touched me or did this to me. And then your right. church hit it. And I said, why the fuck aren't you making legislation? I didn't say fuck to him. I didn't go that far. But I, I said, why the hell uh, aren't you making legislation and backing legislation to somehow censure these churches? And the reason he called me back was because he wanted to know what how uh, I felt that he should censure the churches and i said well first of all if uh, it comes out put a bill forward and say these people lose their 501c3 i said if if the congress passes that this particular these particular churches lose their 501c3 that is law working at best and uh, i said but you'll never do it because of your religion and i said i don't hate you because of your religion uh, what I hate is the fact that you let your religion uh, get uh, so ingrained into yourself as a politician that you let it run you as a fucking politician where, you know, we are paying you to work for us. And I said, I don't I've never felt represented by you a day of your entire administration. Yeah. Uh, and I, you, you know, and so well, if you're worried about your kid being harmed at a drag show got an idea for you don't bring your kids to a fucking drag show any more than you bring your kid to a strip show jesus christ how hard is that to figure out exactly exactly i agree with you um and drag shows I, i've been to a couple and when they know that when they when they see that there's kids around their um act becomes tame a lot more tame very fucking quickly yeah um but like you said, if you are going to be a fucking parent and uh, raise a child who it will eventually become a, a contribution to our society, don't fucking let them go. You're the parent. Don't let them go. If well, it concerns you. Well, Republicans are always saying spouting about freedom. And, and, and I'm all for freedom. You know, if you want to be part of a drag show. That's freedom. If you want to be some old fucking foul mouth curmudgeon like me and go on the Internet and talk shit, I should be free to do that. I mean, people yeah. who, who people who might get angry about what I say, I always say, why do you fucking listen? Don't listen. You don't have to listen to me. Yeah. Or fucking go. You're on TikTok. There's literally millions of fucking creators. Go find a different one. Yeah, you can find. Uh, another loser on TikTok, easily enough. I watch more TikToks than I do, and I'm always trying to see what people are doing. And I, 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 I see the Trumpel fucks. I see the 
the, the, the left-leaning people. I see the girls that dance and lip sync and the, uh, this is the one that gets me on TikTok, though. I, I always feel kind of weird about it. There are some older women, like maybe not quite my age, but like in their 50s. And and they're doing these TikToks trying to look sexy. Now, I'm not saying they don't look sexy. I'm just saying, why the fuck are you doing that? I mean, you've grown out of this. It's all about me stage. You've had kids. You may have grandkids. Just can show us some talent instead of saying, how do I look now? How do I look now? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have very much. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just jealous because I wouldn't have any luck being a thirst trap, but. Oh but, shit, neither would I. I'd have people <laughs> revolting and vomiting at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you though. If you don't fucking like it, go somewhere else. You know what yeah. I mean? And, uh, speaking of TikTok, Mike, uh, Let's one more time. Where can they? Uh, where can everybody find you and your podcast at? Well, it, it, you know, if you're on TikTok, just do at Rational Boomer spelled normally. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Rational Boomer, on Instagram as Rational Boomer, YouTube as Rational Boomer, and I really want people to check out the podcast. What I like best about the podcast format is that I have more time to talk about what I want to talk about. I'm not encumbered by... Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, adamandeve.com and adammail.com have you covered. These two are all about making things new and exciting in the bedroom. They both have literally thousands of items to choose from. If you can think of it, they probably have it. So go ahead and check them out and see what awaits you. You have nothing to lose and, oh, so much to gain. AdamMail.com is geared more towards gay men and couples, while AdamAndEve.com is geared more towards straight couples and individuals, as well as lesbian couples and individuals. Uh, Once you've picked out your sex toy, condom, lubricant, lingerie, anal douche if you're gay, and or any of the other thousands of items that you have to choose from. Use my offer code DEWEY at checkout to receive 50% off of almost any one item, as well as free and always discreet shipping. That is adammel.com, A-D-A-M-M-A-L-E.com, as well as adamandeve.com, A-D-A-M-A-N-D-E-V-E.com, and the offer code to both of them is Dewey. Thank you so much to Adam Mel and Adam and Eve for sponsoring today's episode. Any fucking rules or any Trump fuck that wants to take it down, we can talk about whatever we want. And it's so easy to find. Uh, I do a show every night. In fact, after we get done here, I'm going to have to do a show. And, and so um, you either go to rationalboomer.com that connects you to anchor where I have my podcasts and you can click on there. You can go to Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon prime, all of them. Um, and you can, you can, I, I found out you can even fucking go to audible and find it. So, um, just go there. And if that's too hard for you, just go to Google and put in Rational Boomer and you'll fucking find it. But check out the Rational Boomer podcast. That's that's really the whole reason I do TikToks and Instagram and all that stuff. My goal was to have a podcast and I knew I had to 
pull together an audience. So TikTok was my first choice. And then the end game is the podcast. So hopefully people will check it out. Yeah, absolutely. If you like my show, you'll like Mike's show. Uh, I'm actually, I didn't realize that you had a, a Instagram. I'm going to follow you there now. At yeah. Rational Boomer. So, well, well, well uh, you have to, you have to understand, Dewey. Um, I'm lazy, right? So, with the Rational Boomer uh, Facebook, when I post something on Facebook, it automatically goes to Instagram. And basically, what I'm posting on Facebook and Instagram is basically my TikToks. So, every once in a while, I'll do a longer video or something like that for YouTube, and that'll show up. But if you see me on TikTok, it'll be very similar, if not identical, on Facebook and Instagram. I'm just trying to spread it out a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, I've tried doing all that, and it's just too fucking much for me. Uh, I'm like, I'm an old man. What do, what do I got I, to do? I yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. It just kind of takes a lot of time to to do all that, but. Mike, uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you. And folks, go to rationalboomer.com uh, or Google uh, Rational Boomer and you'll find his podcast uh, literally anywhere that there are podcasts. Right. Uh, pretty pretty, pretty much anywhere. And, and I just want to tell the folks that listen to your show. Um, I did a show yesterday or today, actually. It's going to be yesterday pretty soon. I did a show with Dewey. Uh, then you can get Dewey and get a sample of the Rational Boomer podcast, too. So check that out as well. That's true. I'll put all of his links in the description of today's video uh, down with the sponsors. So um, check him, check Mike out. And trust me, you will uh, be happy that you did. Yeah, uh, unless you're a family member. My family, I've only one family member that really likes to hear my shit. Uh, but my immediate family, they, I hear this shit all 24 hours a day. I don't want to fucking watch this shit. Well, uh, I think that 228,000 people disagree. So Yeah, they do. Uh, they do. And I always throw know. that out there and they go, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would fucking, I, I would never stop using that as like a gotcha thing. If they're like, oh, come on, I'm tired of hearing this. I'd be like. Well, fuck, okay, I'll just go to my TikTok and uh, talk to my quarter of a million fans. <laughs> okay, so, you, you know, know, I'd use that every time. I've got a grandniece who's 13 or 14 years old, love that kid, uh, my, 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 my brother's granddaughter. And when I first got on TikTok, uh, she's on TikTok. She's got kind of a limited, because she's young, but she would see my TikToks, and every time I'd come up to her, she'd say to me, do you know how many followers you got? How the heck are you doing that? I go, I don't know, man. I just talk. And, and then every so often she'll give me shit about something and I'll say, how many followers do you have? She goes, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the other day, someone that, uh, from paying glasses, uh, they were emailing me and they're like, we really love working with micro influencers like yourselves. And I'm like, what the fuck is, what, what, what is that? Did you mean for that to come out of your mouth that way? And she was like, you've never heard of a micro influencer. And I said, no, but I, like, it's easy to put together. Are you just saying that I'm a, like a small platform? She said, yeah. And I was like, 
probably say that micro influencer sounds fucking weird. It, it's <laughs> it, it's a, it's along the lines when they say something like that. If they said it to me, I would take it this way. You're basically saying we like dealing with influencers who ain't shit. <laughs> but those, you know you know what's funny in spite of the fact that i have a lot of uh, uh a lot of uh followers i call them peers because they're not really followers i'm not running a cult here these You've are people that the are... same since day one though because i've been following you since i think i know that you had your first five videos up because i wanted to kind of listen to what you had to say and there was five videos available and yeah. i remember i was one of your first uh thousand yeah i think you were i don't remember I when you, i think you were but uh yeah i mean i i've agreed with you every step of the way I, there's a couple of times where i was like ah, mike i would this i would tweak this or do this but pretty much i like i emailed you and i asked you uh what you think about the fact that i'm 30 in march and you know you're in your 60s but we have this pre pretty much parallel thought process um and you you said that you know uh it's because we're rational people yeah exactly it's rational and you know one of the things i do with the, the rational boomer thing is when i say rational I try to get people to step away from the emotional aspects of it, you know, when it comes to politics and that sort of stuff. That's why when I get in debates with 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 uh, Trumplifux, they don't really know what to do with it because they want me to engage in the yelling and screaming. And I don't do that. I'm not looking at it in an emotional way. I look at it in a logical way. You tell me one thing, I'm going to counter it with the truth and see how that works. Uh, but. If everybody could look at it logically and investigate what the real facts are, uh, things would go much better. But people tend to go emotional and then they start spewing stuff that they probably regret afterwards. And I, I never spew anything that I regret. And people have asked me that. Have you ever said anything you regret? I go, no, because I think about it before I say it. And even if it sounds bad, I meant it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you're a person that fucking backs up what he says. And I think that's why a lot of us respect you so much. I appreciate uh, that. I appreciate you know, that. Because, I, I mean, there are a lot of fucking puppets on the Internet. Just like if you, Candace Owens, for example, you, there's no fucking way she believes in what she talks about. There's no, no. way. No, there's no way. It's about trying to try to garner Make attention. And, you know, and, and, and frankly, if I was going to give anybody advice for going on TikTok or a podcast or whatever, and I almost fell into this at first, when you go on TikTok, you think to yourself, okay, what can I do to get followers? Maybe if I follow this trend, maybe if I do that, how do I get more followers? The most important thing you can do when you get on a podcast or TikToks is don't worry about followers. Just do what you do best and see what happens. Maybe you'll get followers, maybe you won't. But at least you did what is true to you. And uh, that's why I'm so surprised. I, It was almost an experiment for me. When I went on TikTok, I said, I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm not going to edit. I'm not going to have a great background. I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm going to be an old guy sitting on my ample ass, just saying the things I'm thinking. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, I'll go fishing or some fucking thing. So 
So, so fortunately, it did work and and continues to work. So I'll just keep doing it. Well, um, I was looking through my stuff and I forgot that I had uh, like a very brief. I was in uh, Minnesota very uh, briefly. Uh, we were going to Wisconsin. Um, so if I ever have like a long ass layover in Minnesota, if it's close, I, I'm going to call you and say, Mike, we got to go fishing for a minute. Absolutely. You know, I got two problems I got to fix with that. First of all, it's cold as shit and the lake is frozen. Secondly, I, uh, with, with all the snow, my, uh, my, my slip collapsed. So I got to get that fixed. Uh, you know, the canvas over the top, but other than that, I'm pretty open. You know, I, I, I don't really have a tight schedule. I do what I do when I do it. And rest of the time I do what I want. Well, shit, we could grab a bite at least, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I go into a lot of restaurants. That's kind of my wife and I's uh, uh, social life, going out to different restaurants. Yeah, you were talking about that uh, because you uh, were staying in Georgia for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you should, seriously, you're missing out if you haven't heard Mike's podcast, so you definitely should go. I, I don't want to give too much away, but you were talking nah, about go ahead. restaurants and stuff. I, I do one every day, so <laughs> you yeah, can't you, give anything away. You have over 600 podcasts right now, don't you? You're almost at seven, right? Uh, I think I just passed 600 podcasts, right? Holy shit. I'm at five, and I just recently started going daily. Uh, but holy shit. Uh it's crazy. Um, Six hundred you know, episodes. Now people say, "How can you do a podcast every day?" <clears throat> and you got to remember, when I worked in radio, I worked anywhere from four to seven hours on the air every day. So to sit down and do an hour—that ain't nothing. Yeah, I was about to say that's probably nothing to you uh, with uh, with your experience. And what I like about having you on is, um, I like the fact that you're comfortable with and uh, i also like being on your podcast for this reason is because you're co you're comfortable with uh, uh this uh conversation going off it can veer off into something totally fucking different it's just a conversation yeah um, you, you know being in radio i had guys in suits telling me what i should say how i what i shouldn't say how it should go how it's formatted so this is my rebellion. Basically, I sit down and when I talk to somebody on the air, they say, what are we going to talk about? I go wherever the conversation goes, as long as we're kind of on topic, we'll talk about whatever we talk about. And that's more fun for me because I have a genuine, a genuine curiosity about people, whether they're a listener or they're a guest or whatever it is. I, I'm genuinely curious. And that to me is the best way to do. It's not really an interview. It's a conversation. Absolutely. Uh and well, Mike, thanks for thanks again. I'm gonna have to cut you, cut this. Uh, I'm gonna have to end this. My iPad here is about to die. So no, no problem. Uh, I appreciate having you on, and uh, look forward to the next time, my friend. I, I appreciate you having me on, and I always enjoy it. And like I told you before, anytime you want to be on my podcast, I'm here every day. And 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 frankly. Uh, when I have a guest on, it's perfect because now I only have to work half as hard. So, there you go. So, yeah. I, so, I, so I appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, once again, folks, go to uh, rationalboomer.com and rationalboomer all over social media. 
um and uh yeah we'll, we'll uh call this one a, a day and uh good luck on your uh on recording your podcast my friend yeah and if this 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 uh hour and a half or so just wasn't enough in about two minutes i'm going to report record another podcast in a couple of hours, it'll be out on there and you can hear more of this shit. And also listen to the show that I did yesterday with Dewey, because that, that's yeah. a good show, too. Yeah, well, I had a lot of fun. I always have a lot of fun. What I found, though, something, and I'm sorry about this, but like uh, I found that my uh, audio quality on yours was fucking shit. And I was oh. thinking, why? But And it, and it was because my... Uh, microphone it was plugged into the ipad but i didn't switch the settings and so right i've done that too everything and so i was like "Ah, fuck that sounded like trash (laughs) i've done that i've done that too where you have to go into and set the settings to hook to your microphone as opposed to the microphone on the computer and there's a vast difference and i've done that a few times and when i listen to it i go you know i really should do it over fuck that i ain't doing it over <laughs> no, no too much time and effort goes into this so yeah yeah uh but all right mike you have a good night my friend you too thank you very much thank you as well all right folks thank you so much for listening to today's episode uh head on over to deweyshow.com check out everything we've got going on there i appreciate that um also, thank you to today's sponsors, AdamMel.com, as well as AdamAndEve.com. While AdamAndEve.com are uh, geared towards straight people slash couples, AdamMel.com is geared towards gay people slash couples. So AdamMel.com has literally thousands of items including but not limited to sex toys, condoms, lubricants, underwear, uh, anal douches, like I said, literally thousands of items. Um, and the best part is is if you go to adammel.com and you use the offer code DEWEY at checkout, you will get 50% off of almost any one item and you'll get free and always discreet shipping. That's adammel.com. A-D-A-M-M-A-L-E dot com. The offer code to use at checkout is D-E-W-E-Y. Also, folks, Adam and Eve has joined the Dewey Show. AdamandEve.com have also have literally thousands of items uh, for you to choose from. If you are straight or in a straight relationship, heterosexual, I should say, uh, relationship they have toys for her like uh, sex toys dildos vibrators lingerie and sexual wellness products and they have things for men as well which are uh, pumps massagers that go around your penis if you know what I mean um, and also they have sexual wellness products for men as well so they also have products for uh, heterosexual couples. Uh, they've got games, lingerie, fun stuff, things to spice things up, especially for Valentine's Day. So whether you're gay or straight, uh, head on over to AdamMel.com 
and use the offer code DEWEY at checkout and you'll get 50% off of almost any one item as well as free and always discreet shipping. And don't worry because this last part is the same for both adamandeve.com as well as adammel.com. Uh, you can also head over to adamandeve.com that's A-D-A-M-A-N-D-E-V-E dot com and use the offer code DEWEY at checkout for the same discount. Thank you folks so much for listening to today's show. I love you very much. And remember that love is everything.